What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David B. Lewis. And as always, we are about celebrating Black excellence in all walks of life. Today, we have a special guest by the name of Kalina Livingston. Kalina, say hello to the world. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Kalina Livingston, and uh, the guys asked me to be on for for a few few reasons, few different reasons. So, David, yeah, we'll get into question. it. <laughs> yeah. So, just tell the world a little bit about yourself. Who is Kalina Livingston? I am the first thing, of course, as as a mom. I'll be a mama. I'm a mom of two boys. I was a football mom forever since they were tiny people. Now they're grown up college kids. My one son just graduated from college and um, and the other one is still in school. I am a realtor. Um, I do real estate day and night. <laughs> and I've been doing real estate probably the last three years. And prior to that, I've been uh, an engineering manager um, in manufacturing for about 18 years. Okay. And I graduated from Western Michigan University and I pledged Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Wow. Yeah, that's a mouthful already. So, and uh, our paths happened across through a book club, Black Lit Matters. And uh, we get into a discussion around a book, but then we have a little discussion afterwards. And that's when I came to find out about some of the things that you do. So, just give the world a little bit about your professional background. For my professional background, I, um, like I said, I do the real estate and I'm pretty passionate about real estate and getting black people in real estate to get black people into owning real estate and a lot of the financial literacy and getting black businesses, promoting black businesses and the support of black businesses. That's mostly what I focus on now. Okay. And so uh, you have this initiative called the Black Business Network Initiative, Initiative, right? But yes, I'm curious as to how that initiative came about. You know, how did, how did that come about from a personal level? And then how did it come about on a professional level? Growing up, I... Um, I've always, and I, I think that it stems from like my granddad. He used to teach me a lot about the Black community and what we've been through and, you know, the Black Panthers and just everything about, you know, our Black history here. And so I've been pretty passionate about our people forever. And I was trying to figure out what it was that I could do with my skills to give back to the community, specifically to the Black community. and real estate, when I got into real estate, I've always wanted to do real estate. Even when I was working full-time, I still was going to do real estate, you know, on the side or whatever. And because I know that it's a huge vehicle for people getting um, financially stable. Um, So I uh, got into that. And then I had always like just wanted to support black businesses somehow. And I even started a, um, I started a company where I would do like the administrative on the side for other people, because it's a lot of guys that I knew had businesses that couldn't handle the administrative side of their business. So I started that and I just kept on trying to look for ways to support black businesses. And probably 
actually last year, I had came up with the idea of the Black Business Network. It took me a while to get it started. Um, I actually started it this year. I was like, I got to get it up and started in Black History Month. That was my goal. And I got it up and started for Black History Month. And it started out with, of course, just my friends and stuff on Facebook. And then it just grew like crazy. So, and from there, I'm building a website for it. So it's, I'm hoping that um, it grows really big for it to support, and it's mainly Metro Detroit areas. So not, you know, there's a lot of different pages and websites and stuff that's for Black businesses in general, all over the country, whatever. But this one is just based for Metro Detroit. And so I, I want it to be almost in as, as much as layman terms as possible, like what is the Black Business Network Initiative? So if I'm somebody who has no clue, um, how would you explain it to them? Well, I started it out as um, a Facebook page. And what I do on there is just get everybody, not just businesses, because there's a lot of pages that will have business networks and it's just business owners in there and they're supporting each other. But I want everybody to come into this network to support each other as community and for Black businesses. So business owners to be in, everybody in the community all around Metro Detroit to be in on this network to support, to tell people about their friends' businesses and, you know, and just keep it going. And to mainly make sure that everybody is supporting the businesses and know about them because that's half the battle is not knowing that the businesses exist. Yeah. And how would you say it's going? So you started it this year. How would you say it's going so far? I think it's going really well. I have so many, and I didn't, I didn't realize the role that I would be playing in it. Um, and I actually like it though, but I didn't realize how much of connection I would be, you know, between people because me being the person that's running everything, I'm seeing all the businesses that come in and people will come to me and either ask me, do you know somebody who does this or does that? So I'm getting messenger uh, messages all the time. People asking me about stuff that they're looking for or people telling me about, you know, people's businesses. And the majority of people keep coming back, you know, and checking it to make sure that they're supporting the black businesses. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I want to keep it going and I want to make it more convenient for people to use. Yeah. So, So if I have a black business, what do I do to become a part of this initiative? Well, for the initiative itself, um, a black business in the metro Detroit area, I haven't went so deep as to make sure that you're like a registered business with Michigan. I haven't went that far. There are a lot of people who aren't registered and um, still, you know, doing their thing on the side or whatever um, that are having intentions of getting registered, you know, stuff like that or whatever. So I'm not like super strict on what we're doing right now, but people are coming into the network. They ask to be in the network. I have questions that are set up in the network um, that they're supposed to answer about their business. And then I either accept them or don't accept them in the network. And if I don't accept them, I tell them why. I have a lot of people from different cities and uh, and states still trying to get in the network. And I'm like, okay, this is only Metro Detroit. And they're like, but I'm from there or something like that. So I'm trying to keep it, you know, to Metro Detroit areas only. But as far as people who want to sign up on the website, once you come into the page, you'll have the instructions on how to sign up for the website. 
So just go to the Facebook page and, and sign up and then they'll hear back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you talked about keeping it to Metro Detroit. Um, explain the, the thinking behind that. Um, because I wanted to be supportive of it. So I feel like I can't support the entire country. I feel like there's initiatives in, I feel like it's easier to, you know, to have your, you know, to be in your main areas. Um, and initially, I'm in Belleville, Michigan. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, but I'm in Belleville now. And there's so many business owners out here that people don't know about. And so I wanted to make, because, you know, the, the businesses in the city, they get a lot of support because they're in the city. So they get the publicity and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the people out this way and Ipsy and Romulus and Ann Arbor and all of the, you know, Oakland Township areas and, and that they didn't get that support. So I wanted all of Metro Detroit, including Detroit. Yeah. yeah. So then I always ask, like, if you had like a wish answer for the Black uh, Business Network Initiative, like, you know, the one thing that you could use right now to take it to the next level, what would that be? It would be everybody um, using the website. <laughs> so once the website is up and running, everybody using it. And actually, um, the situation that happened um, with George Floyd had sparked a huge initiative for people to support Black businesses. Yes. And at that time, you had um, websites like Yelp and you know stuff like that that were marking branding businesses as black black owned but there were i don't know how to say this <laughs> there were people going in <laughs> there were people going in on yelp and making sure that they lowered the ratings of every black business in there wow um and so yeah they they went in and they were lowering all the ratings of every black businesses that black business and they were making sure that you know they and I don't know, maybe it was a list or something that they just went down and, but they were going through doing that for all black businesses. So I was like, well, we need our own. We can't use Yelp. We need our own. So that's why it just made me, you know, kick into gear on getting the website going. So yeah, going to get it going. But the only way that it's going to be um, truly productive is if we get the businesses to participate, because just like if you had a Google listing, you would have to go in and update your own information and things. I'm yeah. going to need that from Black businesses. What you really want is any Black businesses out there to come in and sign up for this initiative, right? You have a process that mm -hmm. you're going to use, but if everybody out there with a business would go in and do that, you would love that. Yes. Yep. In the metro Detroit area, that's from, you know, anywhere over from, Royal Oak and Southfield, all the way over here to Ann Arbor, all of the black businesses. So we can support everywhere in Metro Detroit. If you're driving somewhere, you can find a black business to go support. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about uh, in the pre-show, I saw you say something about uh, closing the wealth gap. So just give me the, uh, the thinking behind that phrase, what it means to you. The wealth gap for, and I don't know the stats right off that, but I believe that the wealth gap is, I believe it's 10 times that for white people than blacks. I believe they have 10 times more wealth than we do, period. Okay. Um, and wow. the, there's, is very, um, I'm gonna check that. 
stat, so <laughs> to be sure. But um, there's very little ways of lim- of of you know of closing that gap, and the biggest way to close that gap is through real estate, and that's another one of my you know passions is to get black people to um, to own real estate. Mm-hmm. It's one of the the better vehicles for investing, um, and it is one of the reasons why white people have a, a a larger amount of wealth than we do in their communities. Yeah. And what are what are some barriers that you see? Some common barriers that you see for African Americans with with regards to to real estate? Um, knowledge. Uh, they're not informed as to what is out there. There's programs out there that other groups know to take advantage of that we don't know about. Um, there's um, down payment assistance programs and all si- or all sorts of programs that can help them to to own their homes, and they just don't know about it. So that's another thing that I actually work for a black broker. Every real estate agent must hang their hat with a real estate broker. Okay. And so most people know, you know, the Remax and the, you know, Real Estate One and places like that. Um, yeah. And my broker, she went off on her own for Golden Real Estate and she's a black broker. And um, we both are pretty passionate about making sure we help our people, you know, by educating them. We're huge educators. We've even given programs at uh, Wayne County Community College for first time home buyers. And it's like, there's a lot of people who give those sorts of programs, but it's more so for them to get a customer. And that's not our goal. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, uh, I think, the driving reason why I wanted to have you on, because it's, it's more about the passion of uplifting our communities. And so the greatest challenge you see is with knowledge, right? Is there any other barriers, though? Um, that that Uh, African-Americans run into? (laughs) Yes. Um, A lot of us have student loan debt. Um, Our debt ratios are a lot higher. Um, Our credit scores are a lot lower. Um, And so, you know, somebody could come to me and say, hey, I'm ready to buy a house. Whereas, you know, somebody in the white community could be set up to buy that house right now. They have money in the bank or their mom gives them money. You know, they always have somebody who can give them money or something like that. We don't have that, you know, advantage. So we try to teach them how to save and how to fix their credit and even about how loans work, because a lot of them don't even know how that works. The fees that they run into, all of that, they don't know, you know, how the loan process works. So they're taking on all this debt and don't even know. So. All right. So I want you to plug your uh, your realtor and plug the, uh, you know, what you work out of, because we've talked a lot about the Black Business Network Initiative, but the real estate is a different aspect. So go ahead and plug that for us. Yeah, that's my, that's my personal work. Golden Real Estate, um, the, our website is uh, goldenrealtors.com. That's, it's, we're, we're a team and my, um, my broker is, we're all about, we treat everybody that we bring in as a, a client like their family, like it's, that's just how we do. We will not let anything get by us. We make sure, you know, we're not about the money like that. We're more so about taking care of our people. Such a, such a beautiful thing. And it's a time, this is the time where we need that because we're in a different time 
uh, and with regards to our our rights movement, right? We're we're at a point where we need to get to that next level with things, and so I'm just so happy with the work that you're doing and hoping this platform spreads the word about you. Now, there's another question that we ask, and that is, have you ever been on a magazine cover? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> well, one of the special things that we do here at the Driven in Black podcast is every guest that comes on, they make it on the cover of our magazine. So John's nice. gonna pull it up for you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So that will be a parting gift for you. We will get it out to you. And then at some point, you will make the wall back here. You probably could see a couple of former guests already up there. Okay. That's kind of what we're doing here. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hang mine up somewhere here. (laughs) Wonderful. So the last thing is um, run down any uh, social media that you have for people. So there we have it. The actual, okay, so my Instagram is the Detroit Real Estate Diva.com. That's okay. the Instagram link, Detroit Real Estate Diva. And for the Black Business Network on, um, on Facebook, it shows up Black Business Network, but it's Black Business Network of Metro Detroit. So make sure you see that on the logo, the Metro Detroit. Yeah. Look for Black Business Network. Yeah, we'll put it in our show notes as well. Um, any other social media? That's it. Okay. Well, we want to thank you again for coming on and um, looking for this initiative to take off um, after this episode and perhaps having you back on to talk about what else you're doing uh, in the future. Thank you. Yeah, in the future for the Black Business Network, I do. COVID kind of stopped me, but I did want to start having um, like Black Business Network expos. So maybe next wow. year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. So thanks again for coming out and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Okay. Thank you. Up next, we have a message from Anchor, then following The Last Strip. Anchor is the easiest way to create a podcast. Not only is it free, it has all the tools one needs to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Additionally, Anchor distributes your podcast to all major platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Anchor is an amazing one-stop shop for podcasting. Download your Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Our thanks again to Kalina Livingston for coming on to the Dripping in Black podcast. Such a um, warm and uh, passionate spirit, specifically for people. And uh, just glad she was able to come on and we were able to talk and showcase the things she's up to. 
But of course, we have reached that moment in the episode that we call the last drip. And by now, you know, this is the last opportunity to squeeze in black excellence before we leave you. And uh, we tie it in with our vast, fantastic African-American history. All right. So based on Kalina's love for her people and real estate, it led me to this remarkable story of a legendary California real, real estate mogul by the name of Bridget Biddy Mason. There's a lot of information on her out there, so I'm sure there's quite a few people that, that know who she is, but she's still one of the lesser known and needs to be better known persons in our history. So let's talk a little bit about her. Mason was born August 15th, 1818. She was born in slavery. She was born in Mississippi. She was held as a slave in Georgia, South Carolina, and Mississippi before she actually gets taken to Utah or Utah Territory in 1848. A few, a few years after that, the, uh, the slave holder takes her and her family to California. This is where the story gets really interesting because California uh, gets admitted in 1850 to the United States as a free state. All right. And so by the end of 1855, due to some rumblings and some issues that the slaveholder was having, he was thinking about moving his family as well as his slaves to Texas for fear of actually losing his slaves to, to their freedom. And Mason gets wind of this. And so she decides that she's going to sue for her freedom. And of course, she's uh, encouraged by a lot of free persons, a lot of African-Americans that are free in California, kind of put her up on that she can actually sue for her freedom. And so she does that. And then in January 1856, uh, the Los Angeles District Court would rule in Mason's favor. And her family, actually, had, she had like a 13-member extended family on the basis that slavery was prohibited in California. Very interesting story. I'm not doing it complete justice. I'm going to urge you to kind of look her up to get the full details of the story. But in essence, she wins her case. And then as a free person, again, this is where the story really takes a huge turn. She already had the skill of a midwife and some other skills a nurse and so she would start earning her keep uh, with those skill sets and she would save enough of her earnings to buy a piece of land in 1866 and then from there she would go on to purchase rent and sell properties in what is now known as downtown Los Angeles uh, she would also found a daycare center for children uh, for local working mothers she donated food and money to the poor and in 1872, she helped organize the first AME church in Los Angeles. It's still the oldest and one of the largest black churches in LA today. She passed away in 1891. She had a mass of fortune of about 300,000, which is approximately $6 million today, making her one of the richest women in uh, Los Angeles. All right, so again, another beautiful story of our history. Uh, she goes from slavery to an entrepreneur to a real estate mogul and a philanthrop philanthropist. Uh, Bridget Biddy Mason 
is this episode's last drip. And so I just want to leave it there. Thanks again to blackpass.org, la.curbed.com, and aclunc.org for the knowledge. All right. As always, I encourage you to look out for your own history. Uh, Don't limit yourself to what the schools are teaching you. There's a plethora of information out there if you're seeking it. But until next time, as always, be good, be good, be good. It is a choice.